Ferroletto, publisher of New Observations Magazine. Welcome to the show. Today we have the distinct pleasure of welcoming Sev Toke as our guest. Um, Sev is the author of the book, You Have the Right to Talk to Aliens. Welcome to the show, Sev. Hi, Mia. It's a pleasure to spend this time with you and your listeners. Well, we're delighted to have you. Um, And I've read your book. Um, thank you for sending it to me. I enjoyed it thoroughly and um, would love for you to share your personal journey uh, with us. It's been quite a trip. Yes, it's been for decades and decades and decades, and it involves a, a big transformation from fear to love uh, fearing the ETs and now loving them, and also my own personal transformation of learning to love myself. Uh, I wish I had done that earlier, (laughs) but thank goodness I'm starting to learn how to do that now. And the, the, uh, the, the manifestations in my reality are uh, really a, a testament to how powerful it is when you stop viewing uh, your life and the world through the lens of fear, which is what I was doing for most of my life. Well, based on reading the book, it sounds like you had a, a, an unusual upbringing in that your parents sound like very aware people. Yes, my father left Earth uh, about three years ago, but I was raised under very unusual circumstances. I was born in Istanbul, Turkey, uh, to uh, a well-off life, uh, and my dad and my mom, being the explorers that they are, uh, decided that they wanted to leave Istanbul and come to America because my dad was really set on freedom to think, freedom to say what you think. And uh, we came through Canada uh, in Montreal, where my sister was born, and then we came and we settled in the Washington, D.C. suburbs, which is where I did my growing up. Uh, my parents were really ahead of their time. I started meditating in fifth grade. Uh, I'm 56 now. Uh, and so decades ago, I was meditating. Uh, we were eating health food. We were taking vitamins. My parents were buying water. Everyone was making fun of my parents for buying water. Why would you buy water? And now it's what we all do. And... Uh, So I grew up with one foot here in 3D and another foot in the other dimensions. And I'm so grateful that my parents really gave up everything for us to come here and to uh, give us permission to think freely. Uh, It's really a gift. And it's through my work that I'm trying to do the same thing is give people permission to think freely because you would think in the United States you can, but really we're quite restricted uh, through religion and through societal dictates uh, as to what we should think, how we should think, and how we should act. And that's part of uh, the issue as to why uh, disclosure uh, is not happening even faster. We're in it right now. Disclosure is happening. Uh, But because we are learning to expand how we think uh, and to accept other uh, ideas of reality, uh, that uh, it's it's kind of slow. It feels slow, but it really is in alignment with how quick we are as a society to... I'm sorry I stopped talking, but I'm just seeing the weirdest things right now in front of me. There's this really unusual white streak that goes back and forth. It took my mind off of what I was saying. That's very interesting. Did you send me a guest, Mia? 
No, no. You're you're you have a white streak in the room going back and forth. Yeah. And I I have no idea where that would come from. Uh so it might be one of your friends saying hello to me. <laughs> well, it sa- it sounds like somebody's saying hello. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Yes, yeah. interesting interesting synchronicity. Well, I found that Sunday vibrationally at, at at least in my life is the um the day when the energy is is the highest. Um, we are about to take our first break, and we'll be right back with uh, Sev. Hold on. This is Whitley Strieber. UnknownCountry.com is now offering, in addition to our regular Wednesday 7 p.m. Pacific Time live chats in our chat room, a weekly 11 a.m. Saturday Zoom meeting for subscribers in which I will be conducting many different types of meditation, all based around the calming and strengthening sensing exercise. So join unknowncountry.com now and become a part of this vibrant community. Go to unknowncountry.com and click on the subscribe tab. So please let us know, Sev, if you have any other um, signs of <laughs> signs of okay. somebody popping in. That would be yeah. that would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you never know. Um, I think it's fascinating that your parents uh, were meditators and and involved you and your sister. Um, in this process from such an early age? Yes, and despite that fact, Mia, when I started having my ET contact, well, conscious memories of my ET contact started when I was 10, I didn't tell them. And as open they were to that and as accepting as they would have been, I didn't tell them. I told nobody. And so for 40 years, 45 years, I've been hiding uh, all of my ET contact. I just came out recently. It was in 2017 or 2018 when I came out. So, uh, it, and, and it's the best thing I've ever done coming out. I didn't come out because I was just so afraid of what people were going to think. And, uh, I had two red X's burned into my back on my, uh, derriere. And that was in 2017. And that's what woke me up, and I took that opportunity to come out. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if people were just going to laugh at me or if they were going to support me. And so far, it's been really snowballing. I'm so happy that I came out, and uh, I do offer help to experiencers because I know what it feels like to hide it, and I know what it feels like when you finally come out. The first step is to come out to yourself. Uh, when you finally come out, how freeing that is and how we can change your life for the better. Do you still have evidence of these exes on your body? No, they went away after a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. they, were, uh, they were comprised of small red circles uh, in the exact shape of an X or a couple inches wide. And when the first one appeared, which was the second night that I moved here, I live on the uh, inner banks of North Carolina. I moved from Washington, D.C., Capitol Hill. So the second night I was here, an X was burned into me. And when I saw that X, I was in such shock and fear, because back then I thought that the grays uh, were evil. Uh, I instinctively knew that the grays did it. And so I just told myself, you know, I'm going to forget about it. Just forget about this X. And then nine days later, I got another one on the other cheek, directly across the first one. And uh, that was my activation. And along with it, I had a conscious memory of being on a table in a room. Uh, I also knew I was on the moon. And I was lying on my side, and I couldn't move my arms or legs, so I felt paralyzed. And I sensed that there was something behind me, 
and I could move my neck and my head, so I did, and I came face-to-face with a gray that was standing right behind me doing something to my back, and we locked eyes. And there was no telepathic communication. In the past, when I came in contact with the grays, there was always telepathic communication. But this time, there was nothing. And we just stared into each other's eyes. And I describe in the book, it was like looking into two pools of black oil. And I was scared to death. And I turned around and then, ding, I'm back to 3D reality in my room. And I went downstairs just really worried that there was going to be another ex on me. And sure enough, my boyfriend at the time uh, took a look, and there was another ex. And my world flipped upside down. I realized I can no longer deny uh, all the experiences that I've had. I can't just chalk them up to dreams or imaginations. Uh, This is real. Uh, what am I supposed to do with this? And uh, I needed help. So I found Kathleen Martin, uh, who's the director of experience research at MUFON and the niece of Betty and Barney Hill and a UFO researcher and an author and a speaker. And I sent her the picture of the X, and she responded right away. And we Skyped for an hour and a half, and that conversation and the help she gave me changed my life so much. She she validated everything. And since then, we've become friends. Uh, I really adore her. She's a lovely person, and she helps experiencers, and she's really marvelous in the work that she does. And I'm continuing to have experiences, and, uh, and uh, I share some of these messages on my YouTube channel, Alien Spirit TV. What specifically do you think they, uh, the Greys, want from you? To come out and to uh, help people be aware of their multidimensional and interdimensional reality and that we're not alone and that we can all connect with ETs and spirit guides and dead people and all of that. There's absolutely nothing special about anyone who does that. And they've been giving me signs. I've had all kinds of markings on my body. I've had scoops taken out. I've seen lights in the middle of the night, all kinds of conscious uh, memories. They showed me a baby in a tube. But I just kept dismissing it. And I like to think that they were sitting there thinking, what the hell do we have to do? to make her realize this is real. And they're like, let's put a red X on her ass. And I'm like, yep, that did it. That woke me up. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that was my activation. Mm -hmm. That's that's really wild. Um, (laughs) In terms of Kathleen's specific help, um, what exactly did she advise you to do? and and is there some way to to say yes you can come in or no you this is not a good time for me do not bother me right now um oh. what kinds of things did you explore yeah that's a good question so Kathleen validated all of my experiences uh because there's actually millions of people who are having ET contact and don't know it because it often happens in an interdimensional fashion. It doesn't always happen while you're wide awake, driving down the road or camping. Uh, and because it happens in an interdimensional fashion, the brain has a hard time labeling it. So the brain will tell you it's a dream or it's a fantasy or it's a hallucin- hallucination, and it's not. It's real. So Kathleen made me realize that that is indeed true. And uh, I asked her, well, what am I supposed to do with all of this information that they've given me? They've given me information about the hybridization program, uh, about Earth's possible fate, and other things. And uh, Kathy said, I can't, I can't tell you what to do. That's something you have to figure out. I said, because I see myself in my mind's eye standing on a stage 
talking about this. And sure enough, two weeks after my book debuted on Amazon, I was notified by AlienCon uh, that I was a guest speaker at their conference in Baltimore. And that was my big coming out. I lived in Baltimore for 20 years. I had a lot of contact there. I have a lot of friends there. I still have some family there. And coming out in Baltimore was just supreme for me. I just stood on stage and just told a big room of strangers my deepest, darkest secrets. And it was fantastic. Wow, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Well, hold that thought because we're taking our second and final commercial break and we'll be right back with Sev Tolk. Welcome back. So what kinds of things did you share with your audience and did you have any audience members um, stand up and share their experiences with you? Yes. Yes, that is really why it was such a transformative event for me uh, because so many people came up to me and told me about their ET contact. And many times they would start off by saying, I've never told anyone this before. And that's music to my ears. And it was then that I realized, well, part of my mission is to help people come out. So I offer a free forum for experiencers that can contact me on my website, which is planetsev.com, and there's a tab there called ET Encounters, and you can share your experience with me in private. I do not share uh, your name with anybody, and I'll respond, and I'll help you uh, deal with it, because ET contact does not happen by accident. There's really good reason that this is happening to you, and it's to benefit you. So I try to help people understand how is this uh, a benefit to you. And I also have on my website uh, True ET Stories, where I share some of the stories uh, that experiences from around the world have shared with me without using their names, and I also include pictures and drawings. I think it's really important that we share our stories, have other people read them. Uh, sometimes it'll activate a memory within you if you read something or you'll read a similar story and you'll realize, oh, my gosh, I'm not crazy. This is happening to other people. So it's this awareness that I am trying to uh, expand uh, within our society. Now, you would have asked the question earlier about when you're in contact with the ETs or when you're channeling them, how can you say, no, I don't want to do it right now, how you can be in more control. And mm-hmm. that is really important. Uh, I stress that we are always in control, always in control. If you are in contact with an entity that you don't feel comfortable with, you just simply say no. But it's more than just saying it. It's believing it with every cell in your body. No, go away. And uh, we all have a higher self. The, the otherworldly being that you're in contact with has a higher self. We have a higher self. And uh, when you are adamant that I do not want to talk to you, for whatever reason it is, uh, that being will go away. Uh, I also stress what energy are you exuding? If you exude the energy of fear uh, and you are trying to meet new friends out in the galactic world, you can align with the energy of fear. And those fearful beings uh, we sometimes call bad or evil, it's just the energy of fear. So... It's really important to do the self-work, the self-introspection, the spiritual work to understand how are you viewing life, how are you viewing yourself, are you a fearful being, are you a victim, are you always the victim. I was the perfect victim for most of my life. I played the victim beautifully, and that's how I was translating everything that happened to me, including my ET contact. So because I've had a couple of abusive marriages, I just assumed that the grays were abusing me too. And it's not until I started doing that deep introspective work, realized what is it about me that's attracting these abusive people? It's me. It's not them. I have to look at myself. When I started transforming that, moving from fear 
to love, then I realize, oh, the grays are not out to get me. The grays are here to help me. They're here to help me transform, and they're working with me to help spread one of my image, um, uh, messages. Personally, I, I feel it's all about um, frequency, um, but I, I, I agree with you about the issue of fear and how damaging that can be and how disempowering it can be. But I, I also believe that um, as with humanity, you know, there are, um, there's a full spectrum of, of beings out there with different qualities and characteristics. And some of them are not so terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them you, you really don't want to um, have in your life, mm-hmm. but I, I do believe that we're uh, frequency specific and that depending on where we hang out, we'll be contacting uh, beings who hang out in a similar place. Yeah, it's just like on Earth. You know, take a look at your friends. What are your friends like? And you're going to be aligning with the same type of uh, being. Uh, and yeah, except also, you know, the dark is also attracted to the, to the light. So, you know, you can be involved in doing something and also be under spiritual attack at, at the same time because yeah. you're trying to create new constructs. Um, yeah, and so I don't want to scare people from making contact or channeling or, or, or that kind of thing, but it, it, there, there's just a warning. Just be careful. Just try and... Just try and realize, be aware of the energy that you exude. And to know that you're always in control, that is such an important thing. Actually, right now, I am forming a, a channeling class, an online channeling class. that will take um, three months. And the, the purpose of the class is to uh, change your frequency, change your vibration uh, through a series of meditations. And uh, I also offer some... Um, some uh, written information and also uh, 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 live meetings with me. And uh, so channeling is very natural. It's We all do it. Uh, it's just simply knowing that you can do it and practicing. And the best way to practice channeling is through meditation. Uh, and so I'm formulating this class right now, and part of the, the lessons will be uh, how fear-based are you and uh, learning to be in control. Uh, I recently had a friend come visit me, and while she was, the, the first night that she was here, um, a man in black came into my room. And uh, they don't feel good when they arrive. Have you ever had uh, the experience of an astral men in black, Mia? No, I haven't, but I've had um, black army helicopters flying over my house after a visitation on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. So I, the, the field around me is usually pretty protected mm-hmm. in terms of what can get into the house. But, um, <laughs> but in, terms on, uh, in terms of what goes on outside... It, you know, um, I've had the FBI on my road taking pictures uh, after a visitation. So I, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it, it took a, a lot of my power to tell her that you have got to go away. I am in control and I don't want you here and you have got to go. And I, it was like this sucking feeling, like it was sucking energy out of me. And I had to, with a lot of strength, not allow that to happen, and it did go away uh, because it, it realized that I'm not joking here, that you, you don't have the power, I have the power. There is something that, did, that was interesting that happened to me right after I got off the phone with Kathy Martin, and uh, I called my mom, and uh, I had just been talking to her, my mom, just for a few minutes and on the landline, and my phone went dead. And I called my then boyfriend on my cell phone. I'm like, did we pay the bill? Because why would the phone go dead? He goes, yeah, no, the bill is paid. 
and uh, my phone was dead for about 15 minutes. Uh, that Interesting. That freaked me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it freaked it you out. Why? What, what do you think was the well, cause of it? Well, uh, I thought that I was being listened to. I thought that it could uh, it could be the government that was actually listen to, listening to my entire uh, conversation with Kathy. Uh, and uh, it kind of scared me. Uh, but then I realized, well, uh, it's okay. Uh, you know, if, if they're giving me a sign not to speak up or not to say anything, it's not going to work. Like, I'm going to do it. And it never happened again. And I've never felt threatened. I've never really been afraid. Uh, nothing really weird or spooky has happened to me in regards with the federal government or men in black in 3D. But just like you, I have had uh, military uh, airplanes fly over my house after I do have uh, contact. I live close to uh, a military air station, actually. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sure that they're um, aware of people who are having visitations on a regular basis and have been for a long time. Yeah, they know. Um, they know everything. It has to be, content. yeah, of great interest to to the world, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've uh, I've had a couple of interviews with Grant Cameron, and I love what Grant says. Grant says, uh, if you want to know the truth, you listen to experiencers. It's like this whole nuts and bolts and you know, providing this piece of paper and providing that letter from 1950 or whatever, it really isn't all about that. It's about listening to the experiences. They're, they're, they hold the answers. And that is why I, I really want people uh, who are having experiences to come out. Now, you might not feel comfortable coming out to someone else, but it's really important you come out to yourself and, and feel comfortable with it and feel safe with it. Not everyone wants to come out on a global stage, uh, and you don't have to come out on a global stage, but it is important that you recognize that this is happening to you. Mm-hmm. Well, this um, brings up a, what I consider to be the most important issue for for all of us, really, and it's it starts with yourself, and you have to be willing um, on the spiritual path to be honest with yourself, to be honest about how you truly feel about things, not tell little white lies to make somebody else feel better or to make yourself feel more comfortable. Um, and just be honest. And as soon as you start really being honest with, you know, your, how you feel about your experiences, your actual experiences, your emotions, your thoughts, and align with that truth, um, your, your spiritual body just comes into alignment automatically, mm-hmm. and your frequency shifts to a much higher level, and um, it can be so simple. I think we, you know, complicate it ourselves. <laughs> Um, and it, it doesn't have to be so complicated. No. And, uh, these X's appeared when I was decided that I was going to walk my path of authenticity. Uh, I'm a firm believer that when you express your authentic self, just like you're saying, uh, that is when you're the most fulfilled. That's when you're, uh, peaceful and, uh, it's when you, uh, are able to create your life to your standards. Uh, and so these exes, uh, were, came along while I was walking my path of authenticity. The ETs are not on everyone's path of authenticity, but they were on mine because they were my biggest fear ever since I was a little girl. They were my biggest obstacle. So I could have just said, nope, I'm still going to be in fear of this and I'm not going to plow through this obstacle, but because my higher self and uh, even my lower self uh, really wants to be the real me, 
I, I'm like, man, I have got to walk through this obstacle, and that's why I wrote the book. And I had no idea how it was going to be received, but I just had to do it just for me, just to get uh, what I've been lying about out there. Uh, I had to, uh, when you're walking your path of authenticity, you have to dig, dig deep inside, and what am I lying about? What am I afraid of? And bring them up to the surface. So it's not an easy thing to do, but it is well worth it. Well, your book is really charming on top of everything else because it it reads um, as such a personal account. Um, it's almost like, you know, you're sitting down with a friend and having having kind of a girl's chat or, or just an intimate discussion about uh, your life and your feelings. And I find that I find that refreshing and inviting for anyone who. Um, you know, maybe experiencing visitation of some kind or just curious about what's happening with ETs. And I completely agree with you. Uh, the ETs are just a part of it. Um, we are interacting with all of the kingdoms and um, the entire universe. And uh, as soon as we realize that, so many new opportunities and dimensions open up for each and every one of us. Yes, and it's very exciting. Uh, I've started a new blog called uh, the Light Age blog, and it's about blurring the lines between religion and spirituality and ETs, because there is a movement happening now. Some people think there's a a religion happening now involving the ETs, and I don't think it's a religion at all, but there is a movement. There's a transcending of awareness uh, that is going on. So I'm writing about that in the Light Age blog. Uh, so what do you think about people saying that there's a new religion uh, involving the ETs that's happening? What do you think, Mia? Um, it's not, it doesn't, you know, it's not in alignment with what I think, I think religion is a construct that has been um, superimposed on us throughout time as a means of control, more or less. But that's not to say that we haven't had very advanced, extraordinary teachers at various times, um, including Jesus Christ and Buddha and Muhammad. And um, I, 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 it, I find it very humorous, actually, because I know in my heart that Jesus did not invent Christianity. Jesus was a rebel. Uh, he overthrew the money changers' tables in the temple because he was trying to take down the corp corporate structure 2,000 years ago. And here we are. We're still dealing with the same issues um, today, uh, corporate control. And... Um, but it, we've learned so much from his example, and I, based on my own personal experience, I do believe that the basic teachings which he gave to us um, are accurate, as are you know many of the other spiritual teachings that we have access to. Uh, there is a consistency that I see you know, mm -hmm. and the information is um, is readily available with the Internet. We can find anything we're looking for, you know, mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in an instant. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree with you. So, for instance, with Jesus Christ, uh, his message of love was just twisted around uh, to create this type of institution that's based on fear. Uh, and uh, that's why I think there's a, a blurring of the lines between religion and spirituality right now is because people are, are sensing and they're seeing that uh, these religions are based on fear, and uh, our, our natural self is love-based. Our natural self thrives on love, not fear, uh, and as we start to 
resolve that energy within us individually, then that energy will start dissipating uh, collectively. Uh, and so if we want... Uh, if we want to see uh, the changes collectively, if we want to get the real truth collectively, we first have to start that individually, one by one. Look inside of yourself and find the truth inside of you. Look inside of yourself, what are the lies are you telling? And as each one of us does this, then collectively, then we can find the lies. You know, so many of us sit here and we, we look at, we yell at the television or the government or the president or whatever, just tell us, are there ETs or not? I want to know now. I need all the truth now. Well, are you doing that to yourself? Are you yelling at yourself saying, I need to know the truth about me? That's where it's going to start. Well, people in general um, can feel uncomfortable with spending time with themselves. You know, we, we like to be distracted. We like to be entertained. Um, but we have to take a good hard look at the fact that we perpetuate war continually. And as a planet, we have no idea as to what it feels like to live a day without bloodshed. It's totally, you know, uncomprehensible to us. And as we become more honest with ourselves, which takes an enormous degree of discipline and um, and ruthlessness, really, with ourselves um, to express ourselves authentically t- to ourselves. <laughs> I keep saying ourselves. I'm sorry about that, but to ourselves and to others, then the collective the the collective field is changed, as you say, because of our efforts individually. But to, to, I would love to have an experiment where, you know, all bloodshed stopped for 24 hours just to see what the impact on the, on the collective field of consciousness during that time period, because there would be a difference. Oh, without a doubt. Wouldn't that be marvelous? Do you think we'll see that in our lifetime, Mia? I think we could. I I definitely think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it's possible too. Uh, wow, it is just like you said. You know, we're living here in America, and we really don't know what war is. We really don't know what it's like uh, thinking that a bomb is going to land on your house, and and it, just seeing that on television, it doesn't even. It seems like that's happening on another planet. It's just so weird to me sometimes when I see that. I'm like, God, that is like that energy is inside of me. The energy of that war is inside of us. We might not see it, but it it resonates through us. All of that energy is permeating through all of us, and it has an effect. It definitely has an effect. And not to mention, you know, our entertainment industry with movies and television and music and the the violence that is entering our consciousness through those uh, vehicles also on a daily basis. So um, becoming consciously aware of these things is the first step to cleaning it up. Right. And it's my pet peeve to see a movie or a TV show. There's actually a pretty popular TV series now about uh, ETs, that, uh, and it's fear-based. And it makes it all look scary. And, that, and, you know, when someone comes in contact with an ET, they, like, lose weight and they start to shake and you know, they get really white. And uh, I'm like, why does it have to be like this over and over and over again? How about some happy ET stories? Can there be someone that wants to make a movie about happy ET stories? Please. Well, I've never had a negative ET experience, and I've had quite a few. So. Right. Um, They've all been positive. Yeah, there are many. Uh, most of the uh, the experiences that contact me tell me about how they've been healed or they're given information, valuable information, or they're shown innovative uh, scientific te- technology. Uh, right. Uh, and so, like I said earlier, uh, because... Uh, 
because the way you filter life uh, will affect how you view your ET contact. Uh, so you can have an ET contact that's very, very positive, but because of your attitude and the way you think and your filters, you might view it as very negative. And then after you start to transform, you might look back on that ET contact, just like I did, and go, oh, that wasn't a bad thing. That was a good experience. So some, suppose someone comes to you with, a, with experiences that they feel confused and um, upset about. How would you work with them? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's very sensitive, and so it's just through a series of questions and also support and letting them know that they they can uh, share with me uh, and they're in a non-judgmental zone here and that I I just want them to know that they're, they're, they're loved. Uh, and it's through a series of questions I, I get an idea of, uh, how they view their life, how they view themselves. Are they happy with their lives? Uh, do they feel like they're in power? Uh, and so this is just done through a series of emails, just asking some questions, just like having a chit-chat. It's not like a list of answer these 10 questions and I'll get back to you. It's just helping people. Uh, it's like a flower blossoming, helping them blossom to just on their own start to see, oh, I get it, oh, okay, so it's because I, I, I live in this state of fear that I interpreted this uh, experience this way, or uh, many people just say, I don't know why it happened, like, why would it happen? I don't understand why they, they even talked to me. I don't understand why they even gave me all this information. So once again, through a series of emails, I just help them see that the information that was given to them is for their personal empowerment and for their enlightenment. And to stop concentrating so much on why me, why me, why me, instead of, yes, of course me, yes, of course me, because my higher self wants this transformation. Our higher self has agreed to this contact. Why did we do that? Why do we do that? It's because as uh, these 3D humans, we want to experience a more expanded state of awareness, and that is what the information that the ETs are giving you. And um, do you have examples from the people that you've worked with where change has happened as a direct result of their working with you and um, kind of banishing their fear? Yes, uh, several. Uh, There's several instances of that, and uh, it it makes me so happy when that happens. And, in fact, I've even had some go on and uh, feel brave enough to go on interviews and tell the world about it. and uh, there are some people who want to come out to the world, and there are some people who don't want to. It's really, it doesn't matter if you want to or if you don't want to. Uh, and what happens is with the ones that uh, realize that this is all of this ET contact is to their benefit, uh, often they will say, before they realize it's for their benefit, often they will say, well, the ET contact stopped, and I don't know why it stopped. I, I really don't want it to stop. I want it. To continue, even though I might not understand why. So then they'll understand that this is for their personal empowerment, actually for the empowerment of the whole planet, for all of us. And then their ET contact starts back up. But this time, they're much more consciously aware of what's happening. So instead of sitting in this, uh, on this platform of fear, when you come in contact with an ET, let's say it's a gray, you can be more present in the moment. And you can be more aware so you can ask questions. You can have dialogue, uh, telepathic dialogue. You can start noticing where you are. And all of a sudden, it becomes much more interactive. And uh, noticing, talking, understanding, uh, that all of that heightens uh, when you are uh, encouraging 
contact and when you can step out of the fear. It's like I don't have to be in a fear, uh, in a fear vibration right now. I'm totally safe and I know that this is all for my benefit so I can kind of relax a little bit and start asking questions. You know, why are you talking to me? What is it that you want me to know? How is it that you're helping me? Uh, what is it that I should be doing with this information? How can it transform my life? And looking around and looking at the other beings and looking, wh- what is the room like that you're in? Or maybe you're on another planet. What planet am I on? And, and that takes it to a whole different level of experience. Well, being able to remain neutral and and stand in a place of the neutral observer, I think, mm-hmm. is very important for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to do in the beginning, uh, but it it can be done. Yeah, I agree with you. So, have have any of your um, clients gone out and done something specific in the world with the new knowledge and information that they've uh, gained? without mentioning any names? Uh, a couple of them have uh, uh, come out uh, via some of our very popular uh, radio shows and interview shows. Uh, and some of them uh, now feel driven that they have a new mission. Uh, they're coming out on Facebook. They're creating their own Facebook pages and sharing the messages that these ETs are giving them. And uh, it, what's so beautiful about it is it's very, very rare, actually, even in my experience and, and in uh, the experience of uh, uh, these people, uh, that uh, we're not getting a lot of uh, hateful messages. We're not... Uh, the fear that we had of what people were going to think of us, we now realize, and it's like, wow, man, it's it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, people are not in my face telling me I'm crazy. And it's it's unusual to have someone leave a, a message that is mean or rude. It's unusual. It's really, actually, uh we get a lot of support, and so that support eggs us on. That support is what fuels us to keep doing this work and coming out and talking, 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 talking. Uh, and uh, because uh, our government is kind of coming out, they're kind of coming out on both sides of their mouths, uh, that's helping also. Uh, so people ask, you know, when is disclosure happening? And my answer is it's happening now. Like we're in this in disclosure. This is what it looks like. This is it. Yeah, absolutely. I think anyone who has had actual experience would say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. We're we're in disclosure. And in in fact, um over the past twenty five years the amount of uh sharing of experiences and and disclosure really it's it's a whole new world um it, it truly is from 25 years ago oh yeah yes very much so and not only because of the disclosure but because of the internet if you're looking for support there are so many places you can find it so many years ago, when you were looking for support, you didn't have anyone to turn to. Uh, you didn't want to talk to your family. You didn't want to talk to your friends. But now it's really easy to find support. And mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Great. We need it. We need it. We need support. It's really important to reach out and connect with other experiencers. Oh, absolutely. And um, it, it, you know mankind is a is a has a culture of storytelling so we need to share the information oh, that we yeah. we have put it. yes mm-hmm. so what's in store for you sev in terms of um this year and moving forward uh well uh, doors keep opening and i still continue to meet a lot of really cool people like you mia 
and uh, I was uh, invited to be a speaker at the Human Origins Conference uh, next year in Albuquerque, and I've also made some contact <laughs> with Contact in the Desert, uh, that conference. Uh, I have some other conferences in the works. Uh, I am going to, uh, I'm in the process of starting my second book. Uh, and, uh, like I said, I'm forming this online channeling class and my blog, uh, is pretty new. And, uh, I, I just get up every day and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do today and go with the flow and continue, uh, just allowing things to organically happen. Uh, you know, I don't push anymore. Many years ago, I used to push to make things happen because I was fearful. I thought that's how things were going to happen, by pushing. But now, when you're really aligned with your purpose, which is uh, what I help people do. I'm a, a, a spiritual counselor, and I do uh, soul sessions. I do soul purpose readings to help people align with their purpose uh, and to activate their purpose. Uh, when you do that, the pushing is gone. Isn't that a good feeling, Mia, when the pushing is gone? And oh, yeah. And you're just, you're just co-creating every day and drawing what you need to yourself yeah. without, without that sense of having to make it happen, having to be in, in control. Yeah, right. And, and uh, looking for validation. Uh, yeah, and so that's where the peace starts to enter your body. You become peaceful about your work and about your role and about your position on earth. And as you become peaceful, your vibration, your frequency amps up, and then you start aligning with other people whose frequencies are high, uh, not only on earth but in the other realms too. And that's why doors start opening because you start aligning with higher frequency people. Higher frequency people want to help you. They're not jealous of you. They don't want to bring you down. Uh, they want to help you, uh, support you. Uh, and that's why it's really important to have a higher frequency about you uh, because it really does make manifestation and the, uh, the ability to create your life to your standards so much easier because then you're surrounded by people who want to help you do that. I agree. I definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's almost magical the way people just, you know, show up. It is. It is. Yeah, I love it. I love it when you're like, wow, I can't believe that just happened. That, like, blows my mind. But then I tell myself, why does it blow my mind? It should. I should just go, yeah, of course. Of course that crazy, great thing just happened. Uh, I shouldn't think that it's like, wow, this is amazing. Can you believe that? It's like, no, this is the way it's supposed to be. Like these wonderful moments are supposed to just happen to you. Uh, and there's nothing weird or freaked out about them. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, in order to get to that point, uh, like we said, there really has to be some hard work done on your part. I mean, you have to step up to the plate. And you have to do the hard work. Uh, and you have to be patient and put time into uh, your spiritual growth. Uh, that's where some of us kind of get messed up because we just don't want to put the time in it because we want instant gratification. Right. Well, our culture supports that. Mm -hmm. It sure does. Or at least we're led to believe it's supporting that, but we, we, we know it's not really true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So you had done a workshop um, this past fall. Are you planning on doing another one? Oh, uh, the Universe Speaks Talks to Empower You. I did it in Annapolis, Maryland last September. Yes, I'm going to do another one. Uh, and the reason I am created that is because we don't have anything on the East Coast uh, similar to what's happening on the West Coast, all of the conferences that have to do with spirituality and ETs, they're all out on the West, and they tend to be expensive, expensive to go. So I want to bring something to the East Coast where it's a combination of self-empowerment, spirituality, and uh, the reality of ETs. 
so I'll have it again probably in September of this year, uh, hopefully in Annapolis, Maryland again. And my vision is just for it to grow and grow and grow. I have uh, guest speakers. I give a talk, but I also have other guest, guest speakers talking about a variety of things, about um, spirituality, healing, energy work, uh, ETs, uh, and it's, it's exciting. You have an amazing uh, conference uh, out in South Dakota, so you know all the work that goes into creating something like this. It really does take up uh, a lot of your mind power to create these, but they're so fulfilling, aren't they? Um, it's, it's an extraordinary uh, experience to bring a group of like-minded people mm-hmm. together uh, with the same intentionality. Uh, it's, it's extraordinary to see what can happen uh, collectively like that. Especially South Dakota is such a powerful place um, that, you know, it's, it, you're, you're encouraged to reconnect to ancient energy in the earth when you go out there you're uh, you know for me it was it was just um extraordinary i felt like i had come home uh going there for the first time and um many people have that kind of uh experience because the, the land uh holds so much yeah and everyone left <clears throat> excuse me left your conference transformed uh, yes, a lot of people went through um, big energetic uh, shifts, um, but even with the first conference that I organized in Vermont back in May of 2018, uh, people went back and reported big jumps in terms of their psychic abilities mm-hmm. um, happening you know, within a week, um, new levels of awareness entering in and it's really, it's really been fascinating, and this will be the third conference that I put together, but um, really, I, I started organizing these conferences with a desire to meet like-minded people. Uh, I've never been to a big conference, and I don't really see myself going to them. I don't like big crowds of people, and, um, you know, the, these are small uh, gatherings with no more than 40 people, including our, our 10 speakers. So it's, it's really an opportunity to have a, an intimate experience on, on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of us doing this. There's lots of us all around the, the world uh, that is doing this kind of work. And uh, I'm really grateful that you are doing what you're doing. I'm really grateful that I met you. And it's just really nice uh, to have connected with you. We <laughs> we connected through someone that I became friends with on Facebook, and then that's how you and I connected. So sometimes how these connections happen is just really uh, very interesting. Yeah, it's sort of like following breadcrumbs right now to some extent. You know, one yeah. one. One crumb leads you to to the next and the next and the next. So it's it's exciting and it's great to meet you too, Sev. And I applaud everyone out there um, following their inner guidance and sharing the information that they have because that's how we're going to change things. That's how we're going to make the world a better place. Right on. So um, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, thank you. Well, my website is planetsev.com. The reason I call it Planet Sev is because I actually have a planet and a star system named after me in the Star Wars (laughs) galactic system. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. It was many years ago. I had a friend uh, who's a writer, and he got this really cool job writing a short story uh, for Star Wars, a Star Wars short story. And he said to me, Sev Talk, I like your name. I'm going to name a planet after you. 
And I thought he was just kidding. Well, sure enough, his story comes out, and there's Seb Talk, the planet and the star system. And I'm even on Wikipedia if you look me up. So <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So you can contact him. Contact me through planetsev.com. My email is sev at planetsev.com. And I have my YouTube channel, Alien Spirit TV. I have uh, a newsletter that you can join through my website, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. My book, You Have the Right to Talk to Aliens, is on Amazon. I'm pretty easy to find. Oh, that's great. Well, we'll have. Um, contact information along with this interview up uh, on the New Web Observations uh, podcast site. And um, I encourage everyone to get in touch with Sev and to read her book. It's a wonderful read and it's an uplifting read. It's, um, it's very positive. It's, it's fun and um, engaging, and uh, thank you so much. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Mia. Thank you, and thank you um, to the audience for for joining us today. Um, Many blessings. Bye-bye. 